swords and handle art to spark souls and charge souls to cross roads and bandits are catacombs and giant doors protect the chest and store some legendary items with the dragon bones and iron it's a grand theft of old scrolls simon's quest the drone earl rock shoes to air clue keeps the exit gaming news the police get some bad dudes to crash crew like bandicoot all shit a game in english Control issues. Yes, yes, y'all. Yes, y'all. Yes, y'all. Yes, y'all. <laughs> All right. Hey, this is Control Issues. I am the AMC. And this is a dub. You can find us at control-issues.com. You can also go to your podcast provider, whoever that may be. Make sure you look for Control Issues. Download it. Subscribe to it. Rate it. Review it. Five stars. All of that. Uh, head on over to Twitter. My control issues is the name. Games of the game. And you can also hop on over to twitch.tv slash control issues pod where we put up gameplay videos every so often for your viewing pleasure. Hell yeah. We're still doing it. We're still trying to do it. We're still holding it down. I don't know if today's Monday. <laughs> Wednesday. I don't know if the PlayStation 5 is already out. <laughs> Oh, man. Hey, Dub, how have you been? I honestly forgot what day it is right now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I'm spending most of my time inside of the house um, playing the hell out of PlayStation just all my waking hours, even though I I cleaned up a little bit last night, cleaned the toilet, swiffered the room a little bit, got the dust out. Feeling fresh, feeling accomplished. Hell, yeah. How about yourself, AMC? Uh, same, same old, same old, uh, we got Easter. So took, took Theo out into the front of the house, blew some bubbles. He did not smile. He actually was afraid of the bubbles. Oh <laughs> yeah. So it's another thing we got to work on. Baby. We got Theo a ball pit. He wasn't really having that either. So that'll be something that he can get used <laughs> to as well. <laughs> he seems like he'd be more comfortable with a good book. Yeah, and like a glass of milk. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is our Theo. Um, but yeah, other than that, everything else has been good. So you said you've been playing a quite a quite a ton of PlayStation. So uh, what have you been playing on that PlayStation? Well, I've just been chopping away at Divinity Original Sin Two. So you guys already know the rundown. I'm getting deeper in it. My uh, I'm working on getting to level 15 i'm getting in a lot of situations where if you you make the wrong decision it either erupts into a ridiculous fight or you're just getting hit with some single hit hazard that destroys your whole body like um i was in a crypt and it's not a part of a mission or anything or at least if it was i didn't get any updates on it until i was done but i went into this crypt and they're like these petrified like grave robbers and i go up to the first one by the the tomb all the way in the back i unpetrify her she's like oh thank you but uh i can't let you take all this stuff in this crypt that was my stuff and so we got in a fight which was insane beat her try to open the tomb to get the stuff and i'm immediately petrified <laughs> I was like, ah, now I see what's going on here. Mm. <laughs> Had to unpetrify myself. It was just like, all right, I got to figure out how to get in there another time. <laughs> then uh, I took out I took out a couple master sorcerers, maxed out my, my source. I just got to do the source ritual one more time. I get my last source power, moving on the story, moving forward, moving ahead going into different kinds of areas and this game just throws all kind of curveballs at you. Like I, I wandered into an area where as soon as you walk in, it's just utter chaos. Like there's poison and fire everywhere. It's dark. Your entire party permanently has decay on them. So anytime you try to heal them, you're just going to hurt them. And I had to go into fights like that. Like, okay, 
I got to go into this fight knowing that I can't heal. So I need to pull an enemy out, beat him up, and hopefully the others don't get too close before I'm done with the first one. If anybody dies, send somebody out of the fight so that they can use the bedroll, get all their health back, uh, resurrect everybody outside of the fight, bring all their health back, walk them back into the fight, (laughs) join the other characters that are still raging. So, you know, I'm I'm getting a little exploitative of the mechanics and their shortcomings, but at the same token, it's somewhat necessary if you don't want to just straight up get beat or get depleted of resources. So at the same token, I'm also, because of how tough this game is and how, I guess, I don't want to say non-linear, but how you can wander into areas you're not supposed to be in. You can start quest lines that you're not the proper level for or have reached the point in the story where you'd be able to reach the necessary areas to do them. So I've been doing a lot of that. And at the same token, it's just so tough that whenever I beat a significant battle, I'll immediately go online, look it up in the Divinity 2 wiki just to see if I did it right or if I did something different, if I was the right level, if I was overleveled, which I've never been. And yeah, man, it's it's always informative because I discovered one fight where it was an incredible fight. Somehow I won. And I go online, I look at all the different strategies that other people used to beat them. You know, mine was in the mix of the majority. I did some, I did something that they didn't do, which was the teleportation trick. I just get close enough to teleport one person out of the fight, making sure the other ones don't have a sight line on it, pull it out, beat it up, and then keep doing that as much as I can until the fight starts to just whittle down the numbers beforehand. And then... I went online, somebody was like, yeah, that fight, it's pretty tough. But if you go and do the quest that's in the basement at his house, then you could take out the source of his power and make him significantly weaker. I was like, God damn it. <laughs> it's, it that killed me, dude. But I managed to get to the fight. Uh, I finished another one where I was halfway there and I had the idea, but I just didn't executed because I didn't want to do it that way. Finished the battle. This guy had, he's summoning like these, these like, like skeletons, but they have bone legs on them. So they're like crawling around like spiders, but they're skeletons. It's awesome. And he's, it keeps summoning them every turn. It's just more and more. They're super weak, but they're super strong. And you can kill them in a blow, but they can hurt you real bad in big numbers. So taking care of that, he's got these two minions. I can see their souls. And I'm like, oh, I should probably, like, I could probably steal a source point from them using source vampirism. And it'll probably kill them. And I was like, nah, but I don't want to waste a turn trying to figure that out. And then sure enough, I finished the fight. Super tough get back online and somebody's like, yeah, if you just use source vampirism on the minions, you could kill them in one blow each. And that would have gave me a significant edge because that those extra attacks they had, it was dividing my focus. And at the same token, it was just more damage that I didn't need. Like I could have used fewer resources and saved me some resurrection scrolls, but whatever it, it got done. So I'm still moving along. There's this island I want to go to that has all these half-demon guys on it. I'm supposed to talk to their leader, and that's a mission in itself. But then I have another mission from an old character from the original game that you might remember. Your boy Jahan is back. Jahan. Jahan. I'm not going to tell you what he's doing. I'm not going to tell you what he's doing when I find him, but... I find them, we have a talk. There's a character in my party who's possessed by a demon. And he's like, oh, yeah, I can see it. He's like, yeah, I can help you. <laughs> but you got to do something for me first. And I'm like, oh, here we go. So his mission is I need to go to that island and I need to kill the the guy in charge. He's called the Advocate. And 
I haven't even talked to the guy yet, but apparently he's expecting me. He's got something he wants to talk to me about. I'm like, I kind of got to kill you, though. <laughs> so, so we'll see what happens, man. But I'm looking forward to that. I went, I went into an area I had no instruction to go into, and I managed to beat a boss along the way. And that cleared up some of the nonsense that's going on in that area. So I was like, okay, so now I got some extra land to explore. I'm also like circling the hideout of this mercenary gang. And, you know, there's some missions involved there. This, my mission log is thick. I'm trying to find little missions that I can clear off of it or just branches of those missions that I can close out. And like every now and then you get a little, you get a little nibble. Sometimes you, you just flying blind. And then other times you just need to push the story ahead. So enjoying myself putting inordinate amounts of hours into this game, but loving every moment of it is man, this game is awesome. But AMC, what have you been playing? Um, still putting in work on, well, you know, I've been playing three games pretty much at this point. Um, so I'll start off with uh, the usual Luigi's Mansion, the girlfriend game, the wife game. Uh, I'm on yes, the tw- yes. I'm on the twelfth floor out of fifteen, so I'm, I'm nearing what should be the end of the game. Um, I just got an upgrade to my 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 proton pack, as I'll call it. Um, it, it now gives me stronger suction with the. With the caveat that I have to be plugged into a, like a, an electrical like socket of sorts in order to boost it, so <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be yeah. You can't use that wireless power. <laughs> yeah, nah, you'll kill all the battery. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> it's like a comment on, commentary on the switch. So yeah, um, so basically, uh, yeah, I um, got that, and that's going to be useful for solving different puzzles, apparently. So I wonder if it's a thing that I'm going to be able to go back to and find gems that I didn't have access to before, now with this pack and sorts. So um, we just got that, so I haven't really tried to fully utilize it, uh, but we'll see the the total impact of this new uh, addition to my, my weaponry. Um, outside of that... Uh, been also playing a little bit more of Octopath Traveler, putting work there, done with all of the chapter twos now at this point for my eight characters, working the chapter three side. Yes. Um, one of my favorite storylines I'll say right now is uh, the protagonist that I chose. Uh, he's basically the knight, the fighter. And uh, a little backstory, his homie um, turned on the king, took out the king. They were both the hands of the king. So it's like, what? Like, we're supposed to be serving this dude. And like you threw all the honor away to take him out. So I got a little bit of backstory on the homie. And so you kind of understand why he did what he did. And what's kind of cool thematically, like with this character is with the main character, I should say, is that um, basically his thing is like, he's this strong knight. He's called, uh, he's called the unbending blade. Um, And he, Mm -hmm. he keeps commenting on like, like, why do I still pick up the sword? Because he fought for his king. And now that his king is gone, he's like, why do I swing the sword? Why do I, he's lost his way, his purpose. And so by trying to find his homie, he's maybe understanding that there are other ways. And so like he learns basically, as he learns the backstory of the homie, the betrayer, he understands his motives. And he's like, oh, like he swung his sword that entire time for revenge. And so like through that, like I think, he's basically on a quest to, I guess, learn more about himself, to find himself, to find his identity by trying to find the guy. And I'm assuming kill the guy who took out the King. So it's, um, it's kind of cool to see like how this story is playing out. And each of the characters really have, they have like these well, like fleshed out backstories and motivations for why they are who they are. And it really ties into like the way you play with those characters uh, gameplay wise in that one I because I did so much exploring because at one point I pretty much got lost trying to find this one town that like I ventured into like areas that were a lot stronger and I actually survived in some of them and because of that I leveled up like crazy uh, just through grinding um, and so once I eventually found 
the place that I was trying to find in the chapter two section of the game, I was pretty um, overleveled. And so I kind of walked through all of chapter two. So it's kind of nice now that I'm in chapter three to be on a little bit more even playing field just because like I was getting into some boss battles and it was like not one shotting, but I was taking my time literally like, like playing with the prey, like in, for example, like with the, the fighter, for his uh, secondary job, I gave him the merchant class, which uh, once you max out all of their skills, the merchant's highest ability is they have a super strong attack that then the damage of the attack, is, um, whatever that number is, is all converted into gold that we get. And so mm-hmm. I give mm-hmm. fighter that ability <laughs> who already has like the highest like natural attacking ability, at least a physical attack. And then so when I use that, it's just like I'm getting a ton of cash now, which is good because funds are pretty tight in that game. So now it's kind of um, giving me more options of how to, um, to, to, to raise resources in order to buy. Now, now, can you use that multiple times in a fight or is it once every fight? Uh, you can use it multiple times. The only, um, the only thing holding you back from using it constantly is so the way the game works is uh, you – Every time you perform just like a regular attack or a regular action, uh, you get a boost point. And then you can use boost points to then up um, up your next attack. Or if you defend, it'll up your defense for when you're defending for that round. Or like uh, magic, you can boost your magic attacks or magic healing, stuff, anything along those lines. And then you, you have about a max level of, um, I think, four boost uh, points that you can use in one action. And so I guess the, uh, the thing with that that holds it back from you being able to use it like multiple times back to back is that you have to use four boost points to perform that ultimate attack. So basically, it's like you use that and you have to wait like another four rounds of action before you can get off that attack. Now, there are certain ways to work around that, but it, uh, it makes it so that you can't just constantly just ultimate, 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 ultimate. But like, you can get there. It's just you have to you have to really set up your your actions in order to make that happen. And by doing that, you'll obviously take a little bit away from another character. Um, by that, basically saying that the merchant has the ability to donate boost points. So if you have a merchant in your group, you can basically use them as like a boost donator. <laughs> and so like you're maybe not getting off any actions, but you're getting other characters quicker to the level four boost attacks. So it's it's all a matter of how you decide to that's dope. Them. Yeah, perform all your actions. Um yeah, so if you were if you were given a boost point every round, it'd be like thirty three percent greater yeah, boost accumulation. Exactly, exactly. So it's uh, it's definitely something that like uh, I've played around with, and now that I have that, like I have been getting off more of those uh, the I would just say the gold ultimate attack <laughs> in order to build up some resources. So it's kind of nice there. Um, and, uh, other than that, the third game I'll say I've been playing is Apex Legends. Uh, that being that my brother Blair has been the homie Kimmick. He's been uh, getting into Apex, so I've been hopping on with him lately. And uh, they added, there was an update recently where they added in, uh, I think it's permanent now that they have duos. So with Apex Legends, it's always been uh, groups of three, it's, uh, much like, um, like Naruto without like, if you didn't have a sensei there. And um, so you have your group of three. And uh, what they ended up doing is I guess a lot of people wanted to just play with one other person. So now they've added in a mode where it's just groups of two. And so uh, Blair and I, we've been teaming up and running those duos together. And to some success, we haven't won around yet, but we've gotten pretty far. And so like a lot of it is just me. I, I don't, I haven't been playing the game regularly. So I had to like relearn. I still don't even know how to throw a grenade. So I have to like play around with that. But I, I at least like I have my main and I understand the abilities of my main and when to utilize them. And so now it's just getting better at positioning and obviously being able to figure out like which builds are the best for my main because you can get multiple guns and then um, how to use grenades. <laughs> and once I get all that down, then I'll be a fully functioning uh, Apex Legend warrior. But other than that, yeah, been enjoying yeah, it. Sounds, it sounds like you need a dub out there. Yeah, might might be time. It's, it's free to play, Dub. Might be time to hop on. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. 
<laughs> yeah. I, I until uh was it Spellbreaker comes out, might have to be Apex Legends to hold it hold it down. <laughs> so Spellbreaker holds a, a key point of interest in my mind. I really want to see what that game's gonna be about and how people are gonna react. Yeah, I man, I hope it I hope it turns out to be really, really good. Um all right, so yeah, let's get into the topic of the week. Top topic, topic of, the of the week. week. Oh, a dub. We got some news this week. <laughs> just a little bit. Yeah, just, just a, little a touch. Bit. Not a lot, baby girl, but just a little bit. You, you, you could almost say I sent something in the air. <laughs> <laughs> I can feel it coming. Um, yeah, some of you may already know, yeah. some of you may not, but we finally got the first breathtaking look. At the PlayStation Five controller, the Dual Sense. What? Not the Dual Shock, a dub. The what? Not the Dual Shock. The Dual Sense. You know, oh. it's a new console, new me. <laughs> <laughs> new year, new me. <laughs> <laughs> new controller, new me. Yes. Uh, do you want to run yeah, down so some of the? Um, yeah. You got it. Yeah. So by and large, it's the same PlayStation Four controller, but it has some interesting little accoutrements and additions uh there will be the hd rumble so you'll be able to feel different sensations rather than just the hard vibration the low vibration it's doing like what the nintendo switch did with their hd rumble so we'll have that going for ourselves another interesting note is that the dual sense will have a built-in microphone mm-hmm. So what I'm guessing that might mean is I can just use my good headphones and then rely on the controller's built-in mic, and then I won't need a mic headset anymore. I won't have to compromise quality and function. What do you feel about that at AMC? I mean, it sounds great. Um, yeah, so I pulled some, uh, I guess, some quotes from the PlayStation blog, so I'll just read it off real quick. DualSense also adds a built-in microphone array, which will enable players to easily chat with friends without a headset, ideal for jumping into a quick conversation. But, of course, if you are planning to chat for a longer period of time, it's good to have that headset handy. So, yeah, I mean, um, it's, it's really cool. Like, it, it adds some functionality there that um, maybe wasn't available f- before in that, like, yeah, there were a lot of times where, like, just this weekend, I'm hopping on Apex with Blair, and it's uh, so we had played uh, the previous week, and we kind of played. And what's cool about Apex is they have that ping system, so you're able to communicate. But yeah, there was there's definitely moments where it's like I would have liked to have told Blair like he's over there, but like he's inside the building. So like a little more detail than what a ping can actually like provide. And so with that, like then this week we're playing and. We play around, and after I get fed up, I just text him, like, hey, do you have a headset? He goes, yeah, and I'm like, good, I'm going to go grab my mic. And so I run upstairs, look, look through my backpack, find the mic, run down, <laughs> plug it in, set up the chat, and there we're off and, we're off and running. Whereas with this, it's not, a, it's not a matter of that. Like, I can just quickly just have that mic ready with me in the controller, and it's not a whole matter of setup. It's uh, just a quick thing where I can just, like, quickly chirp him with like certain commands or certain details when we're playing a game that don't require like the the full setup that like would have been needed on the PlayStation four and earlier. So yeah, I think that's, yeah, you're already in there. You don't have, you don't have to charge up anything. You don't have to plug in anything if you don't want to, because I imagine their audio is going to be coming out of the TV anyway, if you don't have headphones. So, you know, it's, it's a step forward and that I appreciate Uh, the system is also going to be incorporating the adaptive triggers on the L2 and R2 so you could feel the tension of actions like drawing a bow and shooting an arrow. I've yet to experience anything like that, so it'll be interesting to see how that comes to fruition. The Horizon 2, that could be a system seller, who knows. But uh, they also, the touchpads coming back, they got rid of the big LED light in the front, so I don't know what that means for VR or for the PS camera. And then they also included a better battery. So maybe we'll get longer battery life out of it, something closer to the the PS3 era with those fantastic controllers. That was great. 
Yeah, I think it's like one of those details, like going back to what you were saying with like the haptic feedback and the um, the the triggers having that like that tension as like you're drawing it like a bow. Like it's one of those things that I feel like like gamers like there there's just a there's there's a segment of society in general that has this, but gamers, there's always, there's always that, that vocal group that do the, the eye roll where it's like, Oh, you're trying to do something. All right, whatever. And like, they just roll their eyes. <laughs> oh, got you, got your gimmick controller. <laughs> yeah. And like, it was like that thing with like, with, as you mentioned with the joy con, it's like, Oh, we have HD rumble where you can, it feels like there's an ice cube. And in fact, it feels like you can even count how many ice cubes based on like the rumble of the fill and of the fill in your hand, in the palm of your hand. And, and people just kind of rolled their eyes at like that idea of HD rumble. And then once they actually got a hold of that, the joy cons are like, actually, this is kind of cool. And I think it's one of those things that <laughs> now like, like PlayStation, they're adding it into the PlayStation five. And it's one of those things that people are like, ah, whatever. But I think it is one of those things that it'll be a subtle upgrade, but it'll be one of those things that once taken away, it's like, Oh shit. Like, I like that feeling like whether like I know like immersion is one of those buzz buzzwords, but it is like that little bit of feedback from when you're playing a game that just puts you a little bit more into it. That gets your, your heart racing just a little bit more. <laughs> I, even with your phone, just the little tiny bits of feedback it gives you whenever you do things like put it in standby, put it on silent. When you acknowledge things on, on like when you like something or share something, it's just, it's those little things that make it feel like more of an extension of the experience that you're getting from the game itself. So I always applaud those steps forward. And then some of the biggest changes are coming to the inside of the controller as we discussed. However, people will most easily recognize the changes that are going on outside of the controller. Uh, by and large, it looks, it has the same like shape and form factor of a DualShock 4, it looks a little sleeker, a little more, there's there's less distinctive shapes, like you don't have those two ovals just jutting out the bottom and things like that. It actually looks very similar to the overall shape of a Xbox One controller. So that's an interesting choice. It's got this two-tone black and white color scheme going on. It looks like the buttons are flat or recessed, but if you look at other angles of the control, you see they're just clear. They're still raised and they're still there. It looks like they might be getting rid of the colors on the triangle, the square, the circle, and the cross. How do you feel about that, AMC? You know, at first I was I was one of the the cynical bitter bitches who's like, I I'm so used to seeing the X be blue and how will I know like yada yada. But then it's also this thing where <laughs> how am I gonna know what to press? I've only yeah. been using this for for twenty years. Exactly, and that's like the thing. Like you go so far back, it's like, well, if you owned any earlier generation of a PlayStation, then you're kind of aware. So at this point, are we just doing it for like branding reasons or like, is it something that we can get away from in order to just step up the overall like look and design of our products? And so I think with them, they just decided like, we don't really need this color coordination anymore. Like people, they know the buttons, they can still look at the buttons and see the different, um, the cross or like the square or the triangle. So they, they can still go by that. They don't need that, that color palette there to like also indicate anything extra. So I think it's, I think it's a, it's a positive move in the, as far as like moving uh, forward, it's not something that's necessary anymore. So yeah. I, to be, I to be totally fair when talking about the colors of the buttons, like, yeah, on the one hand, we know where the buttons are. We know which ones we know, but on the second hand is that it's a different set of information and a different set of senses that it activates when you not only see the shape, but see the color. For instance, in games like God of War or other games where they use those quick time events, when a prompt flashes on the screen, I'm less looking at the shape of the thing more than I'm looking at the color of it because I know that green is on top, circle is orange, it's on the right, and the pink is on the left, the blue is on the bottom. So I can just, instead of trying to sit there and be like, is that an X? Or is that a box? 
<laughs> I could just I could just see the color and like, all right, that color, that color, that color. So it's it's kind of I feel like it's a shorter reaction time if you see the color, and it'll be kind of weird if they maintain the color coding in games. They use quick time events or use their buttons if they're not going to have the colors represented on the controller itself. That's just my personal feeling. Yeah, I think it's as far as like changes to the controller, it's it's one of the least things that I would be upset about. It was just one of those things that you're so used to seeing it, and then it's like, oh, you changed this. All right, now I'm, I'm past it. <laughs> Now, would you have been upset if they moved that left stick to where the D-pad is? <laughs> Are you one of those freaks? <laughs> no, nah, no, nah, I would have. Uh, well, I, I guess I would have to see it, and then I'd have to like play with it first to see if it bothered me. But I, I it's not something I've ever even considered as a possibility or something <laughs> that would bother me. <laughs> I, I don't nah. even think I would honestly even notice until like I maybe grab the controller, and I'm like, wait a second. Something's not right here. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then on a on another note of sleek streamlining that they're doing with this controller, uh, so the share button has also gotten a little change. It's also a three-line symbol, but this one's more like uh, a look of surprise. But if you turn it on the side, people are saying that it looks similar to the honk of the goose in Untitled Goose Game. So I thought that was cute. Yeah, man. Very excited. Yeah, so here's what uh, I pulled from the PlayStation blog. So for the buttons, you'll notice that there's no longer a share button as we had with DualShock 4. Don't worry, it's not going away. In fact, we've built upon the success of our industry first share button to bring you a new create button feature. With Create, we're once again pioneering new ways for players to create epic gameplay content to share with the world or just to enjoy for themselves. We'll have more details on this feature as we get closer to launch. So that's like, it's almost an indication that it's not just a share button, but you'll be able to do more with it, which is, for me, that's that's something that's really cool. Because before it was kind of like, I did a thing and here you go. And now it's like, I'm I'm more curious, like with like, kind of the innovations with photo mode, what they might be doing now with the share, but I guess now create mode, which is- Yeah, with the create button, I believe I saw some language where they were musing with the idea of making it easier for people to create content. So maybe it's something that's geared more towards streamers or influencers or whatever the hell other brand new title you want to put on that. But yeah, maybe they're making it easier for them to be, or for people who want to get into that to be able to create, edit videos, maybe put words and stuff on them. Like maybe there's some posts that you get to do, or maybe they just integrated Share Factory into the controller or something. I don't know. Um, one other thing I'll say with the, um, I guess the look of it that they changed is that. Um, so this taken from the PlayStation blog. Additionally, we changed the position of the light bar that will give it an extra pop. On DualShock 4, it sat on the top of the controller. Now it sits at each side of the touchpad, giving it a slightly larger look and feel. So what do you think about that move? I think it looks sleek, man. And I think somebody online may have cracked the code when they were looking at the controller. They said, oh, it looks just like Astrobot from Astrobot Rescue. So perhaps this is Sony's way of, you know, paying homage to the immense success of Astrobot while also giving us that new new. Um, yeah, so I think that's, we pretty much covered most of it. Um, I guess there, there's some other stuff I'll just read off just to throw it out there. So, um, I just kind of tiled this under challenges that went into adding more functionality into the design, uh, feel smaller than it really looks in the end. We changed the angle of the hard triggers and also made some subtle updates to the grip. We also took thoughtful consideration into ways to maintain a strong battery life for a dual senses rechargeable battery and to lessen the weight of the controller as much as possible as new features are added. So it, like it, it shows that they put a lot into just the thought of like how they're going to be able to revolutionize this controller and add a lot more features, but without making it too bulky. And so they played around with some of the grips and things along that way. So I am interested to see how this controller feels once I get it in my hands. Um, that's pretty much all I have for this. Uh, we discussed everything up until this point. Um, 
Here's uh here's one other thing I would say uh with the mic. So did the uh did the other PlayStation Four did that uh oh sorry did the PlayStation Four controller did it at all like listen to you? What do you mean like listen to me? Like yeah. what? No, yeah. it only had a speaker in it. There wasn't a mic. Okay, yeah. So that's that's an interesting thing. I'm sure people are gonna discuss like oh like how much is it listening to me? <laughs> like, like things along those lines. Is it like, selling my info to China? <laughs> yeah, it's like, you got Siri, you got Alexa, you got Google Home, and now you got you got your PlayStation. <laughs> so it's, I'm sure that'll be a thing that people will be looking into. But overall, I think these are all great upgrades that um, come with the, uh, the new look controller. And if anything, like what's great, um, so now stepping outside of just the... the the details of the announcement and looking at it from a bigger picture perspective, I do see like um, there was maybe like a little initial, like people had to react, but at once people took a step back, I think people are looking at this as a positive, especially like the way that people have really discussed PlayStation as of late and kind of like some of the messaging that was going on. And I know like um, in that big conference, like they were talking about like, just wanting to revolutionize and not just um, continue just on the path that they were setting and they wanted to do some things differently. And now people are looking at this controller and some of the upgrades and they're like, oh, like these are some really cool features. And it's giving me that feel from the PlayStation 4 when they first added that share button, or at least like when they added the share button and it's like, oh, like this is a whole new thing that I would have never really considered in the past as being something that I wanted, but now that it's there, it's now something that I can't live without. And with the additions to what they added with like some of the the immersive details that they've added into the controller, I can't wait to see what else they do software side with the PlayStation 5. Because once again, they're creating more things that are now going to have to be industry standards when you think of like PlayStation products. And I think these are all good things uh, moving forward. So I'm, I'm pretty pumped, man. Yes. Um, do you have any, any haters? Were there, was it all positive from where you at? All right. So what, you, what you got? <laughs> yeah, you see what I got? We got people talking trash about that, about that dual sense. They, they're getting a little senseless about it. So, First troll says, looks like someone put a shitty decal over a PS4 controller. <laughs> so now it's just a reskinned PS4 it's controller. It's a decal. It's a decal. <laughs> and a bad one. Uh, next guy says, Sony can't be serious. That's the ugliest controller I've ever seen. That's definitely not the ugliest controller you've ever seen. I mean, have you seen a have you seen an Atari Lynx controller? <laughs> or like a, a Jaguar? What? The one that had the it had a tin key in the middle of the controller. Yeah. <laughs> now, next troll says April Fools. Uh-huh. Uh, all right, so this is a thing, okay? Yeah, it's they're never gonna let it die. Somebody has to be the dude, even when it's dead, to resurrect it. Like I brought it back. <laughs> no, you didn't bring it back. Uh, next troll says, "Looks like shit." Straight to the point. Short and simple. Uh, next troll saying uh, they may be that may be one of the worst controller designs I've ever seen. Ever, <laughs> ever. <laughs> I mean, I beg to differ. The N sixty four controller was not exactly the image of good looks in the controller world. It looked like it was just a regular controller, a regular controller with a huge controller in the middle. <laughs> it looked like a damn crossbow. <laughs> <laughs> You know, like the, the demon hunters, like dual wielding crossbows. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Hey, got the job done. I ain't mad. Yeah, yeah. Let's see. Next troll says it looks like some shitty Chinese knockoff. Uh, no. I've seen Chinese knockoffs. They don't look half as nice as this current controller. Is it? Is it a Mad Cat's? <laughs> <laughs> um, a oh, hoary. Oh, <laughs> That, get that fight stick. Oh, but it'll be interesting to see like the fight sticks and stuff for the PlayStation Five. Yeah. Anyway, moving along, this guy says, "Man, that is one ugly ass controller." Uh, next troll says, "The color pattern is straight up trash." And the last troll says, "The ugliest thing I've ever seen." Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I would love to see the things that these people have in their lives as well as the way they dress, how their cars look, what kind of haircut they're getting, because I'm pretty sure 
if you're looking at this controller and saying it's the ugliest thing you've ever seen in your life, your life must not be full of very good looking things. And the thing is, if they went like the more traditional route and then they put out like special edition PS5 with the white controller and the white PlayStation, people would be like, what? <laughs> people would have ate it up. I, I must have it. <laughs> I mean, if it's if we can get anything from the controller, it might be a reflection of what to expect from the console itself. So we might be looking forward to a white PlayStation stock. Mm. That's an interesting that's an interesting future. I'm going to be wearing a we turtleneck know. while playing my PlayStation. <laughs> With the beret on. <laughs> <laughs> Looking like Steve Jobs. <laughs> yeah. Sipping espresso. Yeah. Is, is How that, do you feel about it? Yeah, I that's mean, all of them. Yeah, I'm How pretty positive. I'm positive. Uh, I, I'm is it the ugliest thing you've ever seen? It's far from the ugliest thing. Like it was literally one of those things. Where I was like, "Oh, this is different," and then I was like, "All right, whatever." And then I just move on yeah. with my life because that's how everything should work. Unless it's just a horrible abomination, then you shouldn't have a strong opinion either way. But you were going to try to have a strong opinion about anything, and so you have to have a strong opinion about those strong opinions. But yeah, for me, I think about like I want to know how it feels yeah. and. As long as anything is pretty much a step up from where it used to be, like I don't mind controllers getting a little bigger, a little bulkier, um, and so I'm I'm more than welcome. I like a little weight to my controller, so if it that that means a bigger battery with more battery life, but it weighs a little bit more, I don't have an issue with that. So all the things that I've seen so far from this controller all sound great. I love the immersive details. I don't have a problem with the design. Um, I think it's all great. So I'm excited. How about yourself? You don't you don't think it's going to get dirty real fast and you're going to have to clean it every time you want to use it? I mean, were people having to clean their Xbox 360s like every day? <laughs> yeah, you, it's interesting. Like people never bring that up. Like, oh, I didn't even have an Xbox 360. It's like, dude... <laughs> <laughs> your controller, your controller never got dirty, and if your controller got dirty, that means you dirty. Yeah. You need to wash your way. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> no, I'm not worried about it. Number one, it's not like it's a porous material that's going to absorb and hold dirt for all eternity. It's a hard plastic shell. You wipe it off, you keep it moving, or better yet, wash your hands, then play your games. Nothing gets dirty. Just, yeah. I don't know. People, people cease to be adults when it comes to video game hardware and peripherals. It's like all of like the car critiques are putting it on the the uh, hardware, and so like you didn't see people complaining about when it was black that like oh the water spots are showing up or oh the scratches are showing up. I can see all my sweat stains. <laughs> exactly. So I think this is all a bunch of bullshit. And no, it always is. It never changes. <laughs> Anyway, I'm pumped. We we got the glimpse. Sony's doing this. I guess it's a tradition now where they bring out the controller first and they're gonna show you the box sometime later. Nah, bring it on, Sony. I'm I'm, I'm waiting. Yes. Um, it's excruciating. Yeah. Let's move into the next topic of the week. Top topic of, of the, the week. week. Um we can hit on this real quickly. A dub, we'll stick with you. What you got from Hello Games? Hello Games is putting out a brand new expansion out of nowhere for No Man's Sky. First and foremost, on a side note to this topic of the week, we can also talk about The Last Campfire, which is another game that's coming out of No Man's Sky. They recently put out a little bit of gameplay footage and another trailer. So that's worth checking out if you're interested and not butthurt over a four-year-old game that's not even the same game it was when it launched. But yeah, man. Speaking of said game, <laughs> No Man's Sky putting out yet another free content update. This time they are bringing walking exosuits, better known as mechs, to the No Man's Sky universe. You get a mech, your homeboy get a mech, the dude you don't like get a mech, everybody getting mechs. Yeah, this trailer looked absolutely awesome. Um, when I first saw it, first I saw the mech and I was like, all right, this is pretty dope. Then I see it moving and I'm like, oh, it's got that weight to all of its movement. It looks a little bit slower. But then I see it I see it get that jetpack boost. I'm like, that oh, boost. Yeah. 
I saw yeah, the, as soon uh, as that happened, I was like, okay, the mech's legit. I saw that laser cannon was like coming from the head. <laughs> the laser cannon, which cuts your mining time down to like a fraction. So that's a big bonus. Another bonus with the mech is that it is completely impervious to the hazards of a given planet. So you can get in there and that's a safe space for you while still being able to explore, mine, collect things, do your stuff. Yes, all you, all the people that hate any type of, uh, was it degradation or (laughs) any of that crap, now you got a mech. (laughs) (laughs) You don't have to worry about your shields. You don't have to worry about nothing. Um, Yeah, and then I I even liked even just the first person angle from inside the cockpit where you see like the hologram of the mech and like all the, all the little like details on the inside. (laughs) Yeah, it's got the immersive cockpit, especially for people who play in first person or use PSVR. Mm -hmm. So that's a plus. Yeah, I mean, it seems like something that they like went into your head and they're like, what would A-Dub like? What can we do to get A-Dub back into this game, Max? And then, all right, well. (laughs) He really likes Armored Core. Yeah. (laughs) Max. (laughs) Yeah, so I mean, this is is a great addition. I'm sure, um, I'm sure this was... People will take it as them releasing it just as a fuck you to all the haters (laughs) as opposed to like... Uh, another reason to keep their community around, but I think it's one of those things that this game just continues to grow and expand, and each addition seems to be positive from where I stand. So. Well, it's it's more so the haters being like, oh, they're still trying to make up for that terrible launch. Yeah, <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah, it's like what was it like three, four years ago? <laughs> yeah. That the pre-COVID no man's sky <laughs> back in the old days yeah. when you might play a game or you you might go outside and do something. Yeah, <laughs> and the, the funny thing too is like all those people who are angry still own the game, <laughs> assuming that they had bought it and then they're they were angry with what they purchased. They own this game, and so they could hop back on at any time and enjoy all these features that have been added, but they stand on principle. And I then get rid of the game so they could talk trash. Yeah, I paid money for this, and I will never touch it again. <laughs> I'm going to keep it. I'm just not going to touch it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, ridiculous. But, hey, Hello Games doing what they do best and continuing to build upon one of the most ambitious and widest spread games out there widespread in terms of the scope and the magnitude of the game itself so i mean it's always a great time to hop into no man's sky if that's what you want to do with your life yes uh next topic of the week top topic Topic of of the week week. um this coming from the playstation store this being the playstation store's top downloads of march so let's bang this out so beginning with ps4 games number one Top downloaded game of March, Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Uh, that was the most top downloaded game of February, so that's just holding on strong. Number two, MLB The Show 20. Number three, <laughs> Grand Theft Auto 5. So I believe this still is, in it. Yeah, <laughs> it must have been a slow month. I think it was like the, these are the top three games of last month as well. So they're just they're still selling. They're still moving units. What what you gonna do about it? Number four, we got a new one. We got a we got a new entry. This being Doom Eternal, so number mm-hmm. four on the list. Number five, Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two Campaign Remastered. So people double dipping on that. So now instead of just making new Call of Duties, they just remake the old Call of Duties. Yeah, <laughs> is that where we are now? Yeah. Is this the is this the same? Is is this parallel to the the hair color phase of the panic buying? Well, if they if they had backwards compatibility, wouldn't <laughs> have to remaster it. Yeah. Uh, number six, Minecraft. Number seven, NBA Two K Twenty. Number eight, right. Neo Two. Mm-hmm. Number nine, still moving strong, The Forest, the game that I still have no idea what happens in it. <laughs> uh, it's that's the first person game where you're trying to like build defenses away from the the forest inhabitants who seem to be cannibalistic and tribal (laughs) number 10 uh assassin's creed odyssey 11 tom clancy's division 2 we're going to run through these next couple persona 5 royale uh tom clancy's rainbow six siege ea sports fifa 20 
Rocket League, Resident Evil 2, The Sims 4, which you, I believe you could have gotten on PlayStation Plus, um, EA Sports, NHL 20, 19, Doom, and rounding off the list at 20, EA Sports, UFC 3. Um, <laughs> People are buying that. Yeah, I guess so. They love that. Is it good? That Conor McGregor. I, I guess, you know what, I, I do hear that like um, – ESPN, uh, since they're they're starved of content, they've been going with uh, esports. So I believe that they were they were actually like simulating like EA uh, UFC matches at at one point. So here you go. I think UFC 249 was canceled, so there's literally no UFC going on. So maybe people were just buying it and playing it. Now you see, if McGregor gets him on the ground and starts mashing the X button, he's got this match in the back. Yeah, and see right here, <laughs> he falls through the mat. <laughs> <laughs> see, he's not going to want to do that when he really gets in the octagon. That's going to hurt his chances. Yeah. Uh, so we'll do the top two PSVR games. Number one, Beat Saber. Number two, Job Simulator. And then uh, top three free-to-play games. Number one, Call of Duty Warzone. Oh, we got, we got uh-huh. a new king on the throne, Call of Duty oh, Warzone. No. Uh, number two, Fortnite. And number three, Apex Legends. So, yeah, that's how it rounds out. So people, they love Call of Duty. That's all they want. They want it free. They want to pay for it. They want it everywhere. Hopefully, it'll come to VR at one point, and it'll be a system seller. There it is. Yes. Um, that's pretty much all I have for this week, A-Dub. You got anything else? I ain't got nothing else. All right. I believe that that was a full episode. Um, we're holding it down COVID-style, A-Dub. You know, we're, we're prone to technical difficulties, but we power through. Do you have any words of encouragement for people who are at home right now playing video games, doing what they do? But, uh, uh, keep, keep doing what you do. Stay inside. Stay safe. Stay clean. Wash your hands. Stay healthy. Wash it. Do some, do some push-ups. Don't just sit there and waste away. Maintain good habits. Keep up the good discipline. Hell yeah! Have fun. Well, this is controlling. Thanks for being here. Sucker.